0: Independents and moderate Democrats are calling out the radical push for critical race theory. The media continued to ignore the other gun stories. Plus, male swimmer Leah Thomas dominates at the Ivy League women's championship. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with the politics of education and the fact that because the woke radical left has embraced critical race theory and other extreme programs, moderate Democrats and independents are starting to leave the party. Moderates and Democrat leaning voters want their children to be educated, not indoctrinated. And even though these voters have supported Democrats in the past, they are now realizing that their own party has become a party of racial obsession and extremism. And those radical leftists don't seem to care. They keep digging in, even as the Democrats lose more and more support. Here's the story. Democrat-leaning suburban parents are no longer mesmerized by the Democrat Party's messaging on diversity, equity, and inclusion in K-12 education. And some disagree with cumbersome pandemic restrictions for students signaling a possible shift in political alignment. California mom Elena Kaplan, a registered Democrat, told Politico it is troublesome that the state's ethnic studies curriculum is built on CRT. I firmly believe that if the vast majority of Californians and Americans knew about this and about the content of this type of curriculum, this would not be happening. We would not be having this conversation, Kaplan said. Kaplan is exactly right. If more parents did know what is being taught and what left wing school boards are pushing on children, there would be outrage. And that's what's starting to happen. Parents are looking at curricula and school policies and library books. They are getting involved, and the radical left didn't even see it coming. And it's now on the defensive. Remember Terry McAuliffe, the Democrat who ran for governor of Virginia? This past election cycle, he stepped out there and gave the classic line of classic lines. Here's what he said about parents and education. So first of all, this shows how clueless Glenn Youngkin is. He doesn't understand what the laws were because he's never been involved here in helping Virginia. But it was not. It, the parents had to write to veto bills, veto books, Glenn, not to be knowledge about it. Also take them off the shelves. And I'm not going to let parents come into schools bill. and actually you take books out and make their own decision.
1: You vetoed it.
0: So, yeah, Power I've parents. You've stopped the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. That attitude, that left wing elitism is something that even Democrat parents don't want. And now things have reached a breaking point. Just this past week, three liberal school board members were recalled in San Francisco because of critical race theory, COVID restrictions, and the dumbing down of education, all in the name of inclusion and diversity. More and more moderate parents even those who vote Democrat, are catching on. Here's more. During the pandemic, the Democrat Party sided heavily with the teachers' unions that advocated for strict masks and quarantine guidelines, indicating to some left-leaning parents that the party's affiliation with unions was more important than voter expectations. I can't look my kid in the eye and say I care about your education and vote for the Democrats right now. Jennifer Reisman told the Christian Science Monitor in a February 2022 interview, I cannot believe that this is where we are, but it feels personal and it feels painful. Reisman is a registered Democrat who supported the presidential campaigns of Democrat Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren and former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, according to the outlet. These are just a few examples, and it points to a very bad trend for Democrats, Independents and moderate Democrats aren't extremists. They don't want radical policies, and they certainly don't want their children exposed to critical race theory, COVID policies that don't follow the science, boys and girls locker rooms and on girls sports teams, obscene and inappropriate textbooks, and on and on. Independents have seen Joe Biden's failed leadership, and they have seen what the radical Democrats want to do with education and other issues like defunding the police. They want to change, and although they can't get rid of Biden yet, they can send a strong message by cleaning out the Democrats in the House, the Senate, state and county offices, and school boards. It's our job to show that under Republican leadership, safe communities, strong families, and a return to sanity and education will be the priorities. Alright, next let's talk about gun stories you don't hear about. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, Just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Next, let's talk about the media and guns because the media just love a good gun story. That is, they love a good gun story if it fits into the left's approved narrative. The incredibly rare mass shooting, that gets a ton of attention. White against black shooting, that will dominate the headlines. But one thing that always gets pushed aside Dismissed and not covered at all are stories of people using firearms and self-defense. Stories in which firearms actually help save lives. It happens every single day and the media just ignore it most of the time. But not today. Here's the story. Americans across the country have used legal guns to defend themselves and thwart crimes, but the reports often fly under the radar and most people are unaware how often guns are used in self-defense cases. Having a gun is by far the safest course of action when people are facing a criminal by themselves. Dr. John Lott, an economist and president of the Crime Prevention Research Center, told Fox News Digital. He pointed to women in particular who are about 2.4 times more likely to end up being seriously injured than a woman who has a gun to protect herself. Great stat right there. And yet, how many times have you seen the media portray an innocent person with a gun almost like the bad guy? It's as if the media want Americans to be victims, unarmed, unprepared, unwilling to fight back. The reason is that if Americans are like that, then the government can come in and protect them. Look how well that's worked out around the world. Here's more. Thank God I had my gun or I'd probably be dead right now, a Chicago woman with a concealed carry permit said in October after two would-be carjackers approached her outside a bank. In New Orleans just last week, a mom, an Air Force veteran, pulled a gun on a man who tried to get into her car while she was sitting in gridlock traffic with her two-year-old son. She wasn't forced to fire the weapon, and the suspect took off. Lotz said that in a typical year, the media reports about 2,000 defensive gun use stories, but he added that this is a dramatic undercount because the vast majority of successful self-defense cases don't make the news. Lott said there are about 2 million defensive gun uses per year, according to the average of 18 national surveys. Here's some interesting stats. According to Lott at the Crime Prevention Research Center, 95% of defensive gun uses involve merely brandishing a gun, and less than 1% involve the attacker being killed or wounded. And here's the thing. As Americans see the devastating effects of the far left's defund the police movement, or violent criminals being released because of left-wing DAs, more people will take their safety into their own hands. That, and voting for officials who actually put public safety first. All right. Next, is past Saturday, Leah Thomas set another record in collegiate women's swimming, even though Leah Thomas is a guy, a biological male. This situation shows you yet another reason why sane-minded independents and even Democrats are turning away from the Democrat party because radical leftists think it's okay for women to take a back seat to a man in women's sports. It's just outrageous, but no one at the NCAA has the guts or common sense to do anything about it. Here's the story. On Saturday, yet another female athlete who dedicated her life to her sport was unceremoniously erased from the record books as Leah Thomas, a man identifying as a woman, took first in the 100-meter race. That victory, his third of the meet, along with wins in the 200-meter and 500-meter, made for three first-place finishes. Thomas also set five individual records at the women's championships, including pool and meet records in the 100 on his way to edging Yale's Isaac Hennig, a female-to-male transgender swimmer who continues to swim on the women's team. As noted in the news story, the NCAA had an opportunity to stop this. Instead, they punted and showed that they do not care about women's sports. In every single one of these races where Thomas won, that means an actual woman was denied a win. In others were denied spots on the podium, also a man can take first place, and the woke radical left can feel satisfied. Here's more. Thomas competed on the men's team for three years before deciding he was a woman. During those three years, he was ranked a thoroughly unimpressive 462nd nationally. However, in his one year competing as a pretend woman, he is the number one ranked swimmer in the nation and on his way to becoming the greatest NCAA women's swimmer of all time. With five individual records previously being held by females now forever erased, at least until a better male swimmer than Thomas comes along, Thomas has become one of the nation's most powerful forces when it comes to marginalizing and oppressing the accomplishments of women. Next up is the NCAA Championships in mid-March where Thomas is seen as a top contender. How much longer will this be allowed to go on? Thomas' teammates have spoken out, parents have spoken out. Everyone knows it's not fair, but the NCAA is letting this happen. All right, next, just a quick update on Truth Social, which is the new social media platform being spearheaded by former President Trump and being led by company CEO Devin Nunes. The platform will have its major debut very soon, but has already started becoming available to some Americans for early beta testing. Here's Nunes on Sunday Morning Futures.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's really exciting because we've, you know, we're now day 10. Every day we bring on more and more Americans and we're getting to you as quickly as possible. We're doing something that uh, is really, Maria, uh, it's just such a, it's such a great opportunity for, for, for President Trump, for me, uh, for our whole team. That's working at TMDTG around the clock, especially as you see the excitement of people who have been booted from social media for the last two or three years. I mean, there's excitement on our platform right now and people, it's, it's inspirational. 10 days of rollout so far with more and
0: more people participating, testing out the system and providing feedback. A big milestone is scheduled for this week when the Truth Social app will become available on the Apple App Store. This is a huge development and Nunez is
1: confident that Truth Social can take it to Twitter, Facebook, and more. People are giving us feedback. Uh, we continue to make changes, make improvements. Uh, we we continue to roll out more and more people. So you know, this week we'll begin to roll out uh, people on the Apple App Store. Uh, that's going to be awesome because we're going to get so many more people that are going to be on the platform. And then look, our our goal is, and I think we're going to hit it. I think by the by the end of March, we're going to be fully operational, uh, with at least within the United States. So
0: I certainly hope it's successful. I love Rumble as an alternative to YouTube but we really need a company with the resources to put in the features that people want and need and that make the experience top notch. I think if anyone can do it, it's Donald Trump. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it and don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on, that way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our next show is going to be Wednesday evening at the usual time, 6.30 p.m. Central. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.